This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. You can sell your products on an online store or create custom merch easily to create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production inventory and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Use their analytical insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com Lexi to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com L-E-X-I-E. Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics, and Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards, it's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift, but also you can you can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can even add songs from Spotify directly into your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh my goodness. That sounds great. I think it's perfect. All right, so I'm having, the, I'm running into an issue here. What's happening? So... Every time I try to get close to the microphone, Peaches is actually in the way, and she keeps licking inside of my mouth. Main character energy. She, like, do we need to dedicate an entire portion of this episode to the energy that Peach... Oh, I think in Peach's honor, we should channel Peach's energy I for love this that podcast. Even more. I love that even Find more. your inner Peach, and to our audience out here, find your inner Peach, find your inner main character energy, and channel it this week. Guys. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm Lexi, the host of this podcast, the At Lexi Podcast, and for the first and probably only time in the near future that I will ever have a guest is because today is a very, very special day. (laughs) Allow me to get my notebook. Are you ready? Today, we are joined with social media star with millions of followers across YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, actress, 
2015 to 2016's Teen Vogue web host. Oh my god, you dug in. You dug in deep. <laughs> collaborator of a fabulous BP Nordstrom line. A self-made beauty and creative with an unparalleled work ethic. Oh my gosh. An unbelievably sweet and funny gal and one of my best friends, Miss Claudia Saluski. Okay, wow. Welcome. I don't even know what to say. Uh, first of all, I'm honored to be your first and maybe last guest of this podcast. Um, and also that introduction was magical. I mean, the people got to know how important you are to me. I don't know if I even live up to that. I don't even think the introduction did it justice. To give a little context on how we know each other. Yeah. I was a cute little YouTuber back in. I still am a cute little YouTuber, but I've been doing it since I was in seventh and eighth grade. Didn't have many friends, anyone that I knew in my personal life that was doing it. So I had a little like Facebook group with my YouTube friends, Mm -hmm. Claudia being one of them. We would go to international makeup artist trade show conventions in New York City and um, after a good bit of time, us graduating high school, continuing our YouTube careers, we both moved out to Los Angeles. Claudia, a little bit before me, was living with a roommate who didn't actually like Los Angeles that much, moved out. We had a, we had the same manager. Mm-hmm. Megan Savick calls, says, hey, Claudia is looking for a roommate. I know you're trying to move to L.A. And we moved in together, and it was, you know, history. I mean, dare I say that was the perfect setup because we knew of each other and we've definitely hung out in group settings but I we I hadn't connected we yet. hadn't connected yet on any sort of deeper level than one-on-one there was no exactly. one-on-one relationship no one-on-one so mm-hmm. it allowed us to build up a friendship based on the fact that we were roommates because I feel like quite often you can move in with a friend and it actually kind of not ruins the friendship but it can bring in tensions that didn't exist before right because of like living patterns cleanliness all these things and we just kind of like struck gold and had very similar motives lifestyles uh just moods daily goals like we would have like our clawed and like sleepovers where we'd had sleepovers so we would take turns in which bedroom it would be Mm -hmm. and have sleepovers within our apartment that's how you know it's a good relationship that's how you're like but do you want to sleep in my bed tonight i know we're already sleeping in the same home yeah like i truly feel like those first few years with you felt like um, at least socially, the college experience that I yeah. missed out on, right? I agree. Because, so, I mean, I went to an art school years later. I still didn't have the college experience. That was right. it. I go to parties now. They're like, do you want to play beer pong? I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I don't know how to oh do that. God. I didn't go to college like that. I don't remember the rules. <laughs> it was so good because Claudia and I were very comfortable around each other. And mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. Just general- Like, you made me feel safe. And I want to say, I think it was the same for you where definitely our home felt like home, which mm-hmm. was important when you're young and going out into the world on your own and your family is across the country. It's not mm-hmm. easy. So we really lucked out. We did. And continue living together for a few years from 2014 to 20, end of 2016. Yeah. Why does it feel like so much longer? I don't know. Two and because, a half years. Wow. Right. I just feel like they were such formative years. They were. They were very, yeah. I just feel like we grew so much in that time period. And I think also because it started in an apartment and then moved on to a house. And we had a very much frat house vibe, mm-hmm. very much um, 
content house vibe. Team 10 before Team 10. Team 10 before Team 10. 2050 Federal. Yes, exactly. And um, that, oh my God, that was so much fun. And I just, I look back on those years, couple years so fondly, but it's crazy because you totally live there for like a year, maybe year and a half. And then guys... Lexi went to New York Fashion Week for two weeks, comes back, says, I am moving. I am moving in two months. Picture being in Claudia's situation, like having a great home I've already experienced the PTSD of having like my first roommate being like, I hate LA, I have to go. And then thank God you swooped in and then you were like, guys, I hate LA, I have to go. (laughs) But you're just living your life, you know? Lexi goes on vacation. (laughs) She's going to New York for a little work trip. Mm -hmm. Extends her stay a week. Comes back saying, saying, I'm moving out. I want to go to New York. Yeah. Devastating. We cried so hard when I wow. drove out. Do you remember? I, of course I remember that. I, re- I have that video. I have that video of me crying with Drew. Oh, I was sobbing, weeping. Yeah. Weeping on that drive out. Mm. I remember, like, making my way. <laughs> making my way out of town, driving fast. <laughs> and I'm homebound. <laughs> The um, one song I know how to play it on the piano. Yeah, like we were uh, in a in and out drive through. <laughs> I just can't believe I'm going. I just can't believe Here's I'm Here's a question. Um, not my podcast, but I'm wondering. During that drive, did any part of you feel like, am I about to, like, am I going to regret this? I'm going no. to a city where I barely know it. Okay. No. For two reasons. Mm-hmm. One. I had always dreamed of New York, and it was something on my bucket list. Right. Bucket list city. Yeah. There's three things. Two, I had no problem saying if I don't like it, I'll move back to Los Angeles. That's mm-hmm. not an issue. If I, if I am only there for a year, I'm only so there true. for a year. And three, my entire family resides on the East Coast, so going to Los Angeles was so much harder. Such a bigger deal than going up north. To going to New York, York. a four-hour drive away from my parents' house easy mm-hmm. easy so yeah. no never once did I regret it and it I mean it turned out to be a great decision I love living in New York but obviously I missed you <laughs> I feel like the second you landed which I feel like maybe we should address like how and why you're here we'll get there we'll get, we'll there. get there but you landed and I it, like I've been really enjoying looking at LA through your eyes because you're like wow mountains <gasps> mountains behind the whole foods like it's it's i think you it's been so long that you're like kind of reappreciating the things that like i am appreciating it borderline for the first time yeah when i was 18 and moved out here i was so we self-absorbed were like, and consumed we were with... worried about like where we're gonna get our weed from yeah. what delivery service we're getting. oh my god i like... was like am i gonna look cute at this party i was not thinking about Mm-mm. the beauty that is california and Mm-mm. the west yeah so that's been great yeah. um so we're all trying to bully and convince lexi to move out here but i also understand like you I just feel like you fit New York so well. I've, I've unfortunately haven't spent enough, like, uh, what's the word? Um, recreational time out there. It's Mm -hmm. always been work related. Um, so I need to spend more time out there, but from what I can gather about the energy of that city, I feel like you were made for it. So it doesn't like the second you said that I kind of was like, okay, I see it. I see it. Gotta let her spread her wings. Yeah. None of, I mean, we were all sad, but none of us were like, are you, you know, like. 
Totally. We, we encouraged supported. it. We supported it. Um, but we are... Did someone just fart? <laughs> no, that was that peaches? That was... Do you smell something? We can blame it on peach. I don't smell anything. I don't smell anything. And I if you hurt... Little... That was my throat. Um... And I'm surprised, I'm surprised it's not my throat because my throat's been causing all sorts of issues today. Turns out I have, I've been mute for the last year <laughs> and, um, we have spent so much time talking like from the second we wake up to Til the second we go to the sleep. The second we go to sleep. And so my throat is having a bit of a shock right now. To the audience, you're this chatty with your friends, yeah. right? Because I didn't expect to be exhausted i'm by exhausted bedtime. you guys we're we're <laughs> we're two and a half days in to like our time spent here together and because it feels so short it feels like know. you know because uh, we have years that too we could to spend say. together too much, i mean too much to say too much to do what's been really cool about our relationship is that i don't think we necessarily grew apart but we were not staying in contact with mm-hmm. each with each other for a year? Yeah. There was a so? very there was a very long pause where our friendship was on pause. It was on pause. Totally. Yeah. But at the same time we follow each other and because of the world of the internet, all that stuff. We knew the basic like, thing we kept up yeah. relatively, but yeah. we were not talking on the same level that we've been talking this year. Yeah. And twenty twenty. So true. Which in some ways that's been a silver lining of the year is realizing that it's so easy to stay connected with people over the phone. Yeah. FaceTimes, mm-hmm. voice messages. Wow. I really feel up to date on your life and coming here. I already said this to her before the podcast. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like those friendships when you go a long time without talking and you pick up where you left off and you just catch up on all the years. I felt like you were oh, like, I already know what's up. You're like, like <laughs> all right. So how's the last week been for you? Because yeah, like, I know how was what yesterday. What did you do this morning? <laughs> yeah. I'm caught up. Because I know what you exactly. Um, I, yeah, I think the power of FaceTime is unbelievable. You can FaceTime someone for 20 minutes these days and be like, wow, I fully just hung out with that person, you know? So how did we get here? Okay. How did we get here? Should we start with Phineas? Yeah. My, so for the next technically two weeks, um, my boyfriend is having kind of like an intense writing session with one of his producer friends. And I, for the past year have kind of been like, recognizing the lack of like female energy um in my life just in like my pod because we've been potting with his family so we've you know we've been taking it very seriously and you know if if I see any friends which I I'm not gonna lie and pretend that I haven't seen any friends but when we do it's in the backyard it's hiking it's masked all that stuff um but there is just something that you cannot replicate like I don't know. I there's just, nothing like a woman. There is nothing like a woman. Um, well, listen. I mean, if you know, if we're gonna go deep here, like I definitely learned this year that you just can't expect one person to check every box, and that's okay. Um, and so we and they sort shouldn't of shouldn't have that obligation. No, no, and you shouldn't lay that on them. And and that is why you have friends. That is why you have different dynamics of all levels. Um, and so he was like, Hey, I'm kind of like doing this intense work. So if you want, like you can stay out in Malibu and you can like have a week with like a friend or whatever. And I was like talking to you on that day. And I was like, Lexi, can I get her to cut? You know? And then your birthday. And he supported it. Oh, he supported it. Oh, he was, was like so happy. He, I, I was like, who should it be? Who should it be? And he was like, obviously Lexi. He was like, she, she, you talk about her the most about like, oh. 
I'm I'm mm-hmm, so glad because so I'm immediately the I thought of long you. distance friend, you I know? know? I know. But we figured out, we found a way that I feel comfortable and confident mm-hmm. with the safety of, I don't even yeah. feel like I need to give a disclaimer because I know that what I did is fine. Mm-hmm. This is um, girls week. This is girls week. This is, this is time. Claudia and I'm, Peach. I, 1000%. It has been the a, vlog. It has been a girls week. Peaches. <laughs> Which, by the way, we have to get onto that subject because she is the main character of not only her life, but this everyone's was Claudia's in my trip, and it's not like it's Peach's trip, Peaches. and we're just we're just hanging out we're, here, guys. Like she's laying in between us, and we're petting her, and like wow, we scratching her. Like I am talking into her eyes right now. Like, I'm, I'm rubbing her butt. I'm looking through her soul, like through her eyes into her heart. Um, she's a great girl. She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really mellowed out. That's, COVID has been really good for her. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, once life comes back to normal, she's going to be like, what, what, what happened to the good old days, guys? We spent every day together. Why are you here every day? Yeah, exactly. Why are you leaving? Yeah, exactly. We live together always. Sometimes we purposely try to, like, leave her at home if we go out and grab something and run an errand because we want her to get used to being alone because she's like, you know, she's becoming a needy girl. Follows she was me good. She slept with me last night. And this morning yeah. when I got up to pee, <laughs> I looked at her. I said, I'll be right back. And I shut the door. Mm-hmm. And I expected her to be waiting at the door, scratching, feeling like I was locking her out. She trusted. Mm-mm. She stayed in bed and she actually moved quite <laughs> quite comfortably into the middle. And she starfished. The entire, yeah, she starfished. The, entire bed. Yeah. the point is not that the point is that she's like i know you're coming back i trust you yeah yeah she's a good girl i'm here yeah. i'm not worried that i'm gonna be stuck in this room no 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 um so what did we do okay now i'm i'm suddenly <laughs> taking over you're not the host here i am uh, not but it is actually so lovely that you're well versed in podcasting yeah, mm-hmm. and i'm i mean this is already so easy it's interesting having a guest because i normally I'm having a conversation with me in my own brain mm-hmm. where it's train of thought, just stream of consciousness. And sometimes I'm I'm pleased with what comes out of it. That's just a total surprise. But I never get opinions mm-hmm. and I never get a second thought or a different way of looking at it. And now that I'm going to get into the question portion, <laughs> we are going to have some variation, mm-hmm. which I'm looking forward to. I will say, like, being a listener, a third-party listener, um, keeping up, big fan right here, uh, full-time subscriber. Love the Lexi podcast. And uh, the way that you speak on your podcast, I find myself being like, mm-hmm, yeah, 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 girl, yeah, fuck yeah. And, like, responding in that sort of way. So even though you're like, no one's, no, I can't speak to anyone. Oh, Peaches, I know, yeah, yeah, Peach likes it too. Um so even though you feel like no one is responding back, I promise you, all of us are just like, yes. Mm-hmm. That means mm-hmm. so much to me when I check my DMs after an episode and someone says, even down to something silly, mm-hmm. someone DM'd me last week after talking about one of my irrational complaints of when I rewind in a show and I accidentally rewind to where I have already heard them say the line, yeah. it, it somehow brings me pain. I feel like you're wasting time. I'm just like, oh, I didn't is know that what it is. I'm grossed out by hearing it. I don't know what it is. Mm. I haven't really looked into it too deeply because it doesn't really affect me. What do you think it is? I have a hypothesis. Is maybe because you know how um, shows, movies, story, like they're kind of mimicking life. And so you feel 
it feels less authentic the second time you watch it because it reminds you, oh, this is a show they're acting. I think that and when you're sucked part. into a show, if you feel like you're living vicariously through these crazy, interesting lives, and then you hear it again and you're like, oh, no. I this think is a show. you might be right. Maybe, I don't know. Because I don't. That would that makes sense to me, but having a DM bringing that up saying I've never felt so seen, <laughs> because even like the small minded mm. comments that I make and someone relates to that, because of course I mean the the main point is to keep you company and for you guys to keep me company and to have a community and and to chat because we're girls and we're growing up and I I think there's totally room for these conversations that are not necessarily girl boss, mm-hmm. but still like girls growing up in the world like getting through that eighteen to 30 period Mm -hmm. and talking about all that is all that is and what comes with that and Mm -hmm. speaking on those things and sometimes I'm talking about issues I'm having confusion I'm falling into and it's nice to know that you guys listening are going through the same thing so today as always I asked four questions for the podcast I'm recording an episode with Claudia Saluski and I'm so excited to get through these have you looked through any? Nope, not a single Ooh, one. She's an, she's an on-the-fly Always on-the-fly. Always on-the-fly. Mm. Okay, Hetty Ludwig asked a few. How good does it feel to be reunited? Oh, it feels so good. I, I feel like the word that I um, associate with you is home base. It's a word that we'd use. We'd be like, let's go back to home base. You're my home base. Anytime we'd like... <laughs> go out and be super drunk and you know some moments were a little scary some were a little little too crazy what I would be like made at home but you know and so I I that feeling has never left it's amazing it's 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 more than I could have wanted Mm -hmm. I agree and you know what's funny is like before you came I was like oh I feel like we should plan all these things because it's so easy to just like fall into the vortex that is the beach house and like and so, you know, it's like when someone's visiting, you want you don't want the days to just, like, zoom past you. And it's so funny because, um, well, for starters, we've planned way too much. We just, like, also forgot how much there is to catch up on. And also, we have, um, for lack of a better word, when we are together, we have, we share this thing called crackhead energy. <laughs> and am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Great. And I, um, I just wasn't I guess <laughs> I have forgotten that the smallest things become the biggest deal. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, funny. we go from like, you know, we spend like, like an hour in the hot tub and it's like, it's a whole moment. It's a whole part of our day because I just like, yes, like I, and I also forgot that like when we are together, we forget about phones. We forget about the internet. We forget to text everyone back. Like we enter our own world and we because I think both of us are definitely in our own world type of people for sure which benefits us I think it actually works in our favor a lot of times because Mm -hmm. we are very motivated and driven people Mm -hmm. but we definitely find comfort and and fun and entertainment in our own company yeah so Mm -hmm. put two people like that together we get lost Mm -hmm. we have the only (laughs) The beach just She's throw like, yeah. up in her mouth. <laughs> no, I heard her go true that. <laughs> no, it's true. I listen. I mean, I hate to say it. Oh, she's eating napkins. 
I hate to say it, say it, but we're Pisces and we're a little bit in our heads and dreamy and up in, the, maybe not in our heads and more so up in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that just doubles in intensity when we're together. Our only complaint to each other this entire time has been just, oh my God, I've been ignoring this email. Like I oh, yeah. have, I, I haven't responded to this person for four hours. Like Phineas has called me like four times. <laughs> I need to call him back. Take a shot every time we've said, oh, I have a text to respond to. I I need to check my phone. We forgot how much our own company can entertain each other. I know. Because you had the schedule filled like, okay, I'm going to make sure we're not bored. Mm -hmm. We're going to, you know, go on this hike. We're going to go, you know. (laughs) We're just sitting. We, you don't understand what we (laughs) showed up here in. We spent an hour and a half getting. (laughs) He just knocked the phone over. Come back. Oh my god, oh my god, this is a mess. This is she always makes it about herself. She I can't I can't get over the Leo energy that Miss Peach has. Where was I? So you were saying um uh, our outfits. Mm, mm, yes, we spent an hour and a half getting ready this afternoon. Hair, makeup, heels, jewelry mm-hmm. to come from Claudia's house to her other house to record a podcast. <laughs> to change into sweatpants. To change Pour a glass of wine. And sit down and talk to you. We got so... I blow-dried my hair. <laughs> I have, like, lash <laughs> primer on. We got ready for a 40-minute drive. Oh, yeah. In, as soon as we got home, oh, I was like, sweatpants, socks, you know? Um. I... She's like, are, are you bringing a purse? Like, I don't think I need that. I was like, oh, no, definitely don't need that. But, yeah, I'm bringing one. <laughs> Why? Where? What are we doing? Um, we can definitely entertain ourselves, and I think that's leading to. It's going to go fly by. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cry so hard. No, it's going to Also, you know what I think fast. is interesting? On some level, I think we both rejected being a Pisces. 1,000%. I was, I was like, like no, I'm not emotional. emotional. I'm not I a crybaby. I'm not, like, in my head, in my own... Yes. The last three weeks for me beg to differ. Mm-hmm. I have very much been resurfacing lots of emotion. Um, and I, I think... But you know what? I think there's power. I think there's power in our setbacks. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but, listen, we don't need to get too... Uh, to like zodiacy. I know very little about astrology. Yeah, I know the same, but but I do know from the stereotypes that I read about Pisces. Mm-hmm. Rejected it for a long time. Was like, mm, like I guess a little <laughs> bit. Not really me. And as time has gone on, I'm really proud to be one. I'm mm-hmm. really glad that I'm one. Me too. Also, like who who hates a Pisces? We're like, have you ever met an un, or a, a problematic Pisces? We're easygoing, fun, you know, loving, go with the flow. Absolute <laughs> fabulous people. All right. And that's why you should be our friend. <laughs> nice one. Oh, Hattie Ludwig also asked, does peaches make you want a dog? Ooh. Yes, but not yet. Mm-hmm. For sure. Seeing the love that a dog provides. Mm-hmm. However, I am not equipped to take on that responsibility now nor solo. I think mm-hmm. a dog would be a great thing to get with a partner. I don't think I have it in me to do it myself. As the dog owner, I agree. <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's a lot of sacrifice. You need a second person to help out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last question from Hetty Ludwig. <laughs> She's killing it. She said, how to connect with female friends during a pandemic? I think this is a great one for you to answer. Oh, um, 
I I think for starters, like I think in general, girls, anyone with anyone that taps into their female energy, because it really can be any gender. Um, but people with feminine energy, I think just have such capabilities to open up and be intimate. And I think like intimacy in the most raw uh version form form. yeah exactly just you know conversations and I mean like we were just saying I think in a pandemic obviously our sometimes our only option is to FaceTime or voice text I love just hearing the the sound of my friends voices and voice messages has really been clutch because it allows you to respond at your own time, but it still feels as personal and as connected as a phone call. Mm-hmm. I completely because agree. Some some things just don't translate as well over text, you know. And there's so much about your friends that their the voice and their mannerisms and yeah and the the tone they speak in mm-hmm. that makes hearing from them that much more special absolutely and I think also like you and I not to extend every single answer to a five (laughs) so long but you and I were talking earlier today about code switching how different people pulled out different versions of you and I think like I noticed that even in voice messages I'll be sending a voice message to you or to Chris or Drew and or whatever and it's like the way you sound in those voice messages it reminds you of like the version you are around them and that's kind of fun too because you don't realize it when you're like typing a text because I will say sometimes I even notice my texting will change based on right people because some people some really people. short mm-hmm. quick dry messages doesn't matter mm-hmm. other people flowering the message with explanation points tons of extra letters I say Emojis. hi with seven eyes yep. you know yep totally different um this next question is great anon asked what is the best and worst thing about the stage of life you are in Ooh, isn't that great i like that um well you're about to turn 25 literally tonight Mm -hmm. so we are both the same age um i think i just feel like i've learned so much in the last few years you know obviously your 20s is all about figuring out who you are what your values are all these things and 25 I I really feel like it's a checkpoint in my life where I've I know so much more now than I did even when I was 22 right and so I feel like that's a really exciting thing is is the clarity that comes with turning 25 I agree but because we are still so young in retrospect it's like I don't know what I'm gonna be doing when I'm 35 so it's still like that unknown you know I don't know. I I sort of feel like peak of life is 30. I'm excited for my 30s. I'm very excited to age. I'm not afraid of it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Not in the sense necessarily of beauty standards by any means, but I've actually enjoyed getting older because every single year I really feel like I get to know myself more. Mm -hmm. And it's great. I think the best thing about the stage of life that I'm in is being similar to what you said at the sort of the peak of my youth where I'm the wisest mm-hmm. young person totally I've been yet yeah I'm excited to be a woman I really identify with being a woman and not a girl anymore I've mm-hmm. left that stage oof oof and I, I love it but I'm young I like I'm a young woman yeah. and it feels yeah. so good to have my own life that I've built for myself mm-hmm. um worst part about the stage of my life 
is, I feel like it's the unknown. It's because there's so much life ahead of us. Um, it's like, worse. <laughs> what do you have to say about it, Peach? Do you have an answer? That was her answer. <laughs> uh, Claudia and I are in two very different um, home situations. Mm -hmm. You have serious mans. Serious and mans. And dog. Dog home. Home. Home that you have, you own. It's, mm -hmm. it's not a rent, mm -hmm. you know? I am a renter of an apartment as a single woman. Mm -hmm. I have no ties, no responsibilities, and I love that, mm -hmm. but it's also something that I'm look, looking forward to getting rid of. I'm mm -hmm. looking forward to eventually ending that stage. Right. So... Maybe that's my answer. Right, like the foundation, building blocks, you mm -hmm. know, permanent sort of decisions. Mm -hmm. I have nothing, which sucks, but I have nothing, which is but so But you have freeing. nothing holding you down. Exactly. Right? Like, the two ways of looking at it is just, I can't wait to have things I'm responsible for, but I love that I don't yet. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Mm hmm a lot of anonymous. I never mm. get this. Do you think this is your viewers? I don't know. They're like, I don't I don't want you to know it's me, but I just wanted to say like what's your favorite thing about each other? <laughs> that's my that's my favorite is that like so far no question has been too intrusive. No, <laughs> no. nothing yet. <laughs> so funny. Um Do we have any fights with my roommates? Someone asked about that. Dude, literally no. 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 That's your answer. If anyone heard, I kind of whispered it. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just chatting. I'm trying to think about... I mean, honestly, I can't. I can't think of any verbal arguments we've ever But I also into. can't think of any passive-aggressive arguments no, that we've had. No, no, like... Yeah, no passive-aggressive weird tension. No. Like, not bringing something up and feeling resentful about something. No drama. No drama. No drama. Unproblematic. <laughs> Do you want to pick one? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna pick one. We love when a guest becomes a co-host. I'm like really hoping I'm not like, Ty. It's you know, <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <sighs> okay, Aaron Manoan. I I'm really bad at this. So now when you're listening to the podcast and you hear me sort of yes. pronounce their name, oh like no, this? It's, I I could never do it when Phineas and I had a podcast. Yeah. <gasps> Um, what is one of your favorite qualities of each other? Ooh, I'll go first. My favorite qualities about Claudia, I love how self-reflective you are. Mm. I love how thoughtful you are. Mm. I love how intentional you are. I love that you're a talker and a listener. I, so you're mm. a conversationalist. I... You're getting all. Oh my God, you're I getting, haven't even you started. Just have to say one. She okay, said well, what is one? <laughs> well, I mean, I love you. I'll um, take so I'm like, I'm such a, I, I'm a hype woman. These are all so good. I love that. This is what I was trying to say yesterday, and I couldn't think of it. Ooh. Um, I love that we both make calculated risks. Like we'll do mm. things that are kind of. Like could be considered risky, but we're both relatively responsible enough mm -hmm. that it's. I trust your decision making. Yeah, and I like that you're willing to take risks because mm -hmm. I trust that it's going to work out. That for it's going to be okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, to kind of follow that, my favorite, one of my favorite things about you always has been your sense of 
freedom in the moment you you know how to lose yourself in the moment and and kind of I don't know like you live with this spontaneity spirit in you and this like like you're just such a free spirit in every sense of that word whether it be within conversations within relationships within life within going out and going on adventures and traveling like you you are so game you are a down ass girl and I always knew that I can rely on you with that do you know what I mean it was like I just feel like I love that anything that we got ourselves into (laughs) like our first few years I I like you were we were each other's wing women like our like you know what I mean like a little Bonnie Clyde moment like I knew that you were always down I was always down and I also think we encouraged each other in a positive direction totally like we really built off each other and we could use each other as momentum yeah because I, you know, I think, like, quite often you can see traits in others that maybe you wish you had more of. And um, when you are in a healthy relationship, like, you can look at that and be inspired by it, right? Like, someone could, someone can resent that about someone because if they feel insecure about not having it. But I think given that you are such a genuine person, you are so sweet, you mean the best with everything you do and say I have never seen you maliciously like say anything wrong about someone or hurt anyone like it's pretty unbelievable how pure you are and I just feel like you need to be protected and like I just like I'm like I, I, I can't similar. watch over you I can't watch over you in why New do York. I feel similar to like, like I feel that way about you yeah so there's this protective nature that I there's a family Acquire. energy. Yeah, as there's well. a family energy. That's what it is. But but given because of that, like But there's the also qualities... a huge friendship energy. Yes. Big time. They both exist. So the qualities sure. that I see in you that I don't have, I've always those have always inspired me versus being like, oh, that bothers me because I can't relate. You know, and like and so in tandem of like what I was just saying about being adventurous, like you have have helped push me to go with the flow and uh you know not have to plan everything because I'm such a planner I'm such a like you know what like let's make sure that we have an end game and (laughs) Peaches is walking around with her nails anyways so I feel like in that way we balance each other out so much and on top of everything else that I Jesus Christ Peach I mean truly just picking through (laughs) this is what she does anyways um so on top of everything that I was just saying like you're just one of the good ones you know and I I you don't come across a lot of people like you and um I think for that reason it's like I've just especially learned in quarantine I'm like I need to hold on to this girl like I almost let her slip from my fingers for a little bit and I'm like never again (laughs) Couldn't have said that better in reverse. Yeah. Where when we started talking, I was like, wait a second. The, we shouldn't have had that distance. Like, mm-hmm. you're too important to me. Like, I mm-hmm. want you in my mm-hmm. my week-to-week, day-to-day. Like, I want you a regular source. Yeah. I don't want you to be a fond memory. Mm-mm. And that's been a cool realization because oh, we're like, <laughs> we're just, I know. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, what 
I was going to say. Does do you think that everyone listening to this feels just like a major third wheel? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, but I'm personally like forgetting that we're recording this. <laughs> this is why I I shouldn't have guests because when I'm alone, you're the other yeah, conversation. The phone or the microphone. The listener is the one, the yes. second party in the conversation. Yes. Guys, we haven't broken eye contact since the beginning. <laughs> to set the scene we're on a couch sitting sideways crisscross applesauce facing each other looking deeply into each other's eyes (laughs) and you guys are just off to the side like i'm so sorry about it but it's just how it's got to be there is a lesson that i think we can pull out and acknowledge you first (laughs) just kidding i do think there's a learning lesson from that is if you feel like you have friends in your life that Mm. you're not enjoying their company because you resent good things about them Mm. you can look inward you totally but you can ask if i admire claudia's work ethic or let's even go granular like Mm. something as simple as like claudia's editing her youtube videos are insane Mm. i could be like oh like obviously she's so big like look at how good she is on camera like her editing is so good but no I'm like, wait, will you show me how you did that intro? Mm. We sat for 35, 45 minutes today looking over, like, different apps to use to film for an intro and, like, Mm -hmm. showing different fonts. I mean, if I want to know, like, how do you set your days? Like, how do you keep your work ethic so good? Mm. You're more than willing to share that with me. And I want to say for your friends, if they're growing and you're mad that they're growing Mm. and, and blooming... You can ask them. I'm sure they love you up there with them. Yeah. It does not have to be a tear each other down and misery loves company moment. Mm-hmm. If your friend's moving on, she is probably more than happy to bring you with her. Do you do you wonder that it's sort of like a generational thing? Because I look at the younger generations and I feel like there's so much uplifting and so much empowering happening Maybe. and collaboration and like I sharing. Feel like, I don't know if we were just on the cusp. I think it was like. I like um, the time we were born. I wouldn't change it. I do, too. I think it's either I, our generation or the one before. We are born in 1996. Yeah, where, where there was that weird competitive nature that was only self-destructive. Do you know what I mean? I don't think you and I really, like, had that trait. No. Like, no, just, you know what I mean? But, like, it's so easy to fall into, and it's easy to fall into when everyone around you is is exuding exuding yeah yeah exuding that energy and having those conversations that um it's easy to fall into that trap and I I'm just wondering if it's like a generational thing that you also see I see a sense of community coming back because we've realized how important it is to empower women around you oh go women we love the women we do we also realize that so many of us realize this world is falling apart and we can't do it alone no. We have bigger fish to fry than our ourselves. And I think mm-hmm. the younger generation grew up realizing how many problems there were to fix. Yeah. And it's like, well, we can't just be insecure little babies. Like, we need to build no. each other up so we can make some real change. And I, exactly. I, I'm excited for the future, honestly. Me too. I have, I have hope. Okay. What's better, being single or dating? Ooh. I love single being single. I love it. Listen, ladies and boys and non-binaries, um, I think there's pros and cons to both, honestly. Totally. I think you love being taken. I, listen, 
I love being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I, yes, yes. yes I yes, will also say, time. Claudia and Phineas have a thing going. Like, mm. if you have any doubts about <laughs> finding a healthy partner that you can they thrive with. They're out there. They're out there. So don't settle unless. Don't. You can find someone who's a great fit. Totally. Totally. No, I, I'm I'm so grateful to be in such a healthy relationship. Um, But apart from that, I mean, I think there is so much self-discovery uh, when you're single. Like, I think embracing being single and being with yourself, like, God, I, I loved living alone. I loved just kind of living at my own pace and kind of what you were saying, what you experienced in COVID, which was like, Oh, I get to set the mood. I generate today. the energy in here. I generate the energy. I control this environment. And I think when you accept that and kind of use that as an advantage, um, I don't know. It's like it can be really, really healing or reflective or like whatever you need it to and be. And can bring you as a better person into your relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about me, me, me right now. Girl, and but it, it, be you, 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 you. You know, why not? And mm-hmm. then eventually I'll be us, 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 us. We, 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 we. Right now I'm peach, 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 peach. <laughs> Me too, though. Me too. Uh, another question that I think we should answer. This is from Mafir. M-M-A-A-F-F-E-E-R-R. Underscore asks, what do you miss most about your golden YouTube phase? Ooh. I feel like I have a couple hot takes on this. You go. I love where YouTube is right now. I think we got over a really hard hurdle. We started in an easy time where you could film on a camera, you could film on uh, your MacBook photo booth in your bedroom. It was casual, and that was the appeal of it. Mm -hmm. I was watching Juicy Star 07, a girl in her Tennessee bedroom. Thought she was so cool. So I was doing what? Filming my own videos in my bedroom. You were doing what? Filming your own videos Mm -hmm. in your own bedroom. So casual, so relatable. We were not celebrities. We were not people trying to reach money and fame. We were just random people around the world in our bedrooms talking about what we purchased at Target. Yeah. And it was cute. It's weird. It's weird as hell. I mean, the beginning of YouTube was was random. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then girls and boys, uh, people. I don't know. I'm people. just thinking of, like, the My Life is Ava phase. Like, mm. Alicia Marie talks about it all the time. Mm. When high-produced content mm-hmm. came out and it was mm-hmm. not about... Being relatable, it was about being no, it almost aspirational. Didn't. It was like, well, look how perfect. I don't, but it was. It like, wasn't it, though. Well, it was yes, the perfect like morning routine stuff like that. But it was acting. It was, but it was also being relatable. I don't know. I guess I oh, saw that oh. content. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, I don't know. I guess maybe not from like a content production standpoint because. Um, I think back then videos were so kind of analyzed, like what works, what doesn't work, what click, like that's when clickbait and all these things. That was a hard time on YouTube. Definitely. And um, I think the appeal with those trends was trying to be relatable to like younger audiences and all that stuff. So um, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like you and I never fell into that for good or for bad. Like we, I, I, just, we were on the side of it. We were yeah. definitely on YouTube for yeah. it. Like, I remember I, those times. I def- we used some fonts. Yeah, I definitely was like, oh, I should probably be doing this because I could be growing faster or whatever. But I don't know. It never... We never ended up pursuing it. No. And that's fine. And you know what? Like, when I think about... 
Well, I'm trying to think about what I consider the golden days of YouTube because I totally agree with you. I think YouTube is in such a wonderful place now where um, even just like the relationship of sponsored videos, like let's talk about the fact that that was a hurdle. The podcast industry has helped YouTube so much because I feel like people got so used to you know, podcasts having advertisements in them. A brief and 45 seconds out of the show to say we'd like to thank our sponsor. Thanks, Let's tell you about this and give you a discount in case you want to try it. And back then, sponsored videos felt like a risk every time. It was a risk you were willing to take for potentially being called to sell out. But at the same time, we were paying thousands of dollars on rent, living in Los Angeles, a very expensive city, and just trying to make a living and save as much as we can because of course we don't know the longevity of this we don't and we still don't know where it's going we still have to you know think in those terms and and be smart with our money and um I'm grateful for that I'm grateful for sort of the uh evolution of like sponsored videos and how people now I feel like people got really upset when they realized that it became a job because it did start as a hobby and that was then a hard into a job right and I think transition because even the content creators didn't want to make it feel that way yeah you know yeah. because as a creator when I started getting emails mm-hmm. saying we would love to pay you how exciting have... but then you're like oh you're oh, you have all this guilt in you because you're like I which makes it harder to sell the product in the video because yeah. you're so nervous about your audience hating you for bringing it up yeah even though it's something that you probably bought with your own money before they even reached out to you yeah. and it's an honor to yeah. even get approached uh so I think the sponsorship hurdle was a hard thing to get over and we're in mm. such a good place where viewers now totally don't mind taking yeah. a minute or two out of the video yeah to have a sponsor because that is how the job is maintained mm-hmm. second clickbait i'm so glad we're over that i know because you had to pull shit out of your ass I know. To, and like make the most dramatic t- thumbnails to get attention i mean people were going on pick monkey and adding like black makeup and tears under their eyes mm-hmm. and and blood and mm-hmm. you know yeah, blood explosions fires like the craziest thing oh there were videos where there'd be a strange knock at the door in the vlog and then they would turn it into a intruder at our house totally vlog. totally and i think i know what i'm seeing in my subscription boxes are casual vlog content videos mm-hmm. a lot of a teachable demonstration videos and a lot of really casual yeah. yet well-produced content. I think we've hit that middle where it was too unprofessional to be a job yep. and then it was too produced to be a real person and yeah. we've mellowed out to this middle ground. Ooh, I feel that. And it, I feel connected to my audience. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they really know me, but I don't feel unprotected. I don't feel like I'm exposing myself in a way mm-hmm. that I'm putting myself in danger because mm-hmm. that was a huge thing. People feeling like they couldn't say too much about themselves. They didn't want to say their last name, where they lived. Um, and I think there's been a really great balance of audience and YouTube content creators. Yeah. I think there was a point with YouTube where, um, people started looking at it as like the new reality TV. And that's kind of, I think of that as the clickbait era where there had to be this shock value. Um, and now it feels like it's stripped back to, Oh, we can make really intimate content on this platform. And, and it's so it 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 feels like a pendulum. I feel like it's swinging back to where it first was, but 
obviously given with technology and everyone enjoying editing it's like it's a more elevated version of what it first was um so I like I love that like vlogs are just so requested and enjoyed and like I don't know for those that you don't for those of you that don't know Claudia also makes a ton of vlogs we love vlogging it's really fun and intimate can mean something as on the nose as sitting in your bedroom Mm -hmm. crying over a hard day but intimate could also be you painting the kitchen with your dad people getting to see that that feels like you're sharing a moment with them yeah and I there's something so comforting I personally love watching vlogs I like seeing people do the mundane things especially in this pandemic and what I thought was so great is I didn't vlog on any regular basis in 2019 or 2018 I would throw them in here and there but in 2020 I had nothing going on and so I embraced it and leaned into nothing happened here's a week of me doing nothing and being Mm -hmm. (laughs) trying Mm -hmm. to figure it out and trying to deal with that Mm -hmm. and realizing that people loved you're like oh this is the truest version of relatability you're like oh my god I sat in my room shaking all week too (laughs) yeah the most fun thing I did was like you know FaceTime my girls and and play like a a game while drinking wine over zoom you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just said FaceTime my girls while drinking wine over zoom (laughs) You know the good old Zoom face. You know the good, the good old Inception double video chat. So I think the golden YouTube phase, if you're talking about when we first moved out to LA mm. and we're making videos together, I don't think my content was better than it is no, now. No, so I think I, the golden era is right now. I'm I'm feeling the most confident I ever have with my yeah. YouTube channel and also the most comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Ooh, that feels good to Ooh. know and is say. It, because haven't you I'm gonna ask a question I have a few questions that I've written down for you Mm. one of the questions I had for you was do you see your YouTube videos in chunks or your YouTube channel is one long era (gasps) Ooh, my YouTube videos in chunks or if you were to scroll through your channel I see it in chunks I see it in chunks and phases because since I have been living my life online uh since you know 13 um, every every single boyfriend, every single heartbreak, every single move, all these things. Like, I think um, the coolest thing about YouTube is uh, because I've documented all those steps. Like, it, I do feel like it's chunks because when I look back on my life, I see them as chunks. I don't look at it as a, as I don't look at my life as one linear kind of one single line. I totally. see it as here's the time when I was into this and here's the time where I lived here. And I think, um, YouTube has actually helped me to hold on to like memories mm-hmm. in the, because there are so like, there are memories that I remember just because I had to relive them three times because I had to edit it, you know, things that we definitely would have forgotten. I Absolutely. mean, I will look back at old vlogs and I'm like, the only reason I remember that is because it was filmed. Yeah. Going on to, how you see it mm-hmm. do you see the chunks as associations with the chunks of your life as you were saying mm-hmm. or do you also see editing styles and like versions mm-hmm. of your channel where you know you were using a kind of font or an oh. editing style yes I definitely like I'm a very visual person in terms of creation like in any sort of way if I'm trying to share an idea or get something across like it's easier for me to draw it than to use words Mm -hmm. and so in that same manner like I've always approached 
editing with that sort of sense and always been a big visual animation little details little motion graphics and like I even I mean I look at my videos now and um I I don't think they're flashy like my editing style is very specific and very subtle um but I think the simpler it is like the more effective it is but it's crisp it's crisp it's sharp yeah yeah, and that's the phase we're in right now. And I, I'm feeling that that is the phase that will last the longest because I definitely look back on some of my videos and I'm like, holy shit, I was using green screens. I was, like, it's, you know, Never it's just different times. your night routine that you pretended like you were in jail getting, inter- <laughs> getting interrogated. Getting interrogated and then being like, what did you do on August 5th, 2014? And I was like, okay, well, I got home. And then it's like a good me getting home. Uh, I brush my teeth. They're like, what toothpaste? I'm like, I don't know, Crest. Like, honestly, though, like, I props for the creativity. I remember you rehearsing that video. Yeah. <laughs> and I was using, like, green screens and all those so things. So creative. And I, I oh, mean, gosh. I've thought about this before because I look back at how I behaved with brands um, as a young teenager mm-hmm. because I had no brand professional business etiquette. And... If I was a business owner and I wanted to work with YouTubers as an adult looking at our group of friends, yeah. you were the only one I would have worked with. <laughs> I wouldn't have worked with myself for a landslide, but oh, you gosh. have been professional since day one. Yeah. You have been so aware yeah. of the content that you're producing mm-hmm. and your your grace and your professionalism mm-hmm. from 13. Literally, oh, don't you agree though? Yeah, well, it's funny because, like, <laughs> speaking of You just, were not like, a doofus. No, ever. I know. I took everything very seriously. And I think um, for reasons that I don't share online, and I'm working through it now, I, I've realized that um, for the majority of my life, I mean, ever since I, like, I don't, what age do you get a personality? I don't even know. I kind of, like accidentally subconsciously whatever um I just grew up very fast I realized that I needed to be responsible and take care of myself and I think it was just it's weird though because like obviously we didn't know what YouTube would turn into and all of this so how could you even um prepare prepare yourself for it exactly but like I I don't I don't I don't know what it is but I have always led with like really strong intention with whatever I do um and YouTube being just the amount or I guess the like unlimited amount of freedom that YouTube gives you um it's I felt the most at home and it, it allowed me to have this like fresh start too I think I was really looking for an escape at that time Um, and it ended up being my escape and it ended up allowing me to move out at 18 and like, I don't know, learn what it is to be by yourself and all that sort of stuff. But I think in terms of like taking it all so seriously, I, I don't, I don't know what, yeah, I like, (laughs) it was natural. It was, yeah, it was natural. And Like, I've always just taken everything really seriously because I kind of was forced to grow up really fast. So it's a part, it's a product of my environment and being a visual person, it's like, like it's, if something 
was not perfectly even, perfectly balanced, perfectly the lighting, everything, like it definitely can set you back and like debilitate you because you can obsess over it. Um, but in many ways, uh, that was like my kind of guiding voice or whatever you want to call it. Outlet? Yeah, that like, or just that feeling of like wanting to perfect something. Like I, I'm now recognizing sort of the the issue with perfection and how you should not be chasing after the idea of perfection because that just doesn't exist and I think perfect is boring and perfect is stale and it perfect is repeated um and I think there's so much beauty in the non-perfect and in the flawed and in the complex that um I've had to kind of restructure what perfection meant in my brain you know what I mean like I I've think seen I was, that change in I was you. more of a perfectionist when I was younger than I am now because I'm stepping back and I'm like I don't need that I thought I needed that and I grew up believing that I needed to be that and I'm recognizing I don't want to be that and it's you know as an outsider yeah being around you for those years mm-hmm. a it's I'm really proud that Mm. this challenge you overcame in such a positive way that you took struggles of needing to grow up fast and ended up bringing that into a business that I Mm. mean you were made for like Mm. YouTube is perfect for you Mm. um I mean it just it makes so much sense because it covers so many of your skills being on camera being a personality but also getting to use your editing magic I mean all and whether or not it needs to be perfect or not you've had so many years of practice that you just have those technical skills. It doesn't, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if the video is not like perfect to your standards because you just are already so educated in editing. It's like, like, I bet you feel this way too. When it, when I edit a video now, I'm so on autopilot. I have a whole system. I'm like, uh, right, but doesn't it feel I so col- good? Of course. Uh. I'm like, I color correct. I cut it up. I chop it up. I find the intro. I, I story tell. I pull things to change the narrative to make it smoother. And then, and then you add the final touches. Which I like the experience actually of when I was younger, making videos is a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And now it can almost be meditative in some places. Totally. I love that. Um, the thought that I had earlier that I um had escaped me was when we were discussing the golden age of YouTube, Mm. were there ever phases that you wanted to quit? And you were like, I'm over this. I'm ready to move on. Cause same. (gasps) Yes. Me answering before you even said it. I'm like, I know the answer is yes. (laughs) Yeah. When I first started acting, I was like, this is it. I want to do this. And I think I, for a short amount of time felt, and it sucks because it kind of was like, this was the phase of the clickbait and like, I felt like there were creators on YouTube that were creating content that was unrepresentative of what I felt my content was bringing out into the world. Which made and the so, reputation of the word YouTuber yes. and the occupation of being a, yes. a content creator on YouTube embarrassing. Yeah, it was like suddenly the word YouTuber just felt, yeah, it like cheapened somehow. And I, I hate to say that because I don't... It's I don't truly want just to, a platform. No, and I, I don't want to, like, push down on anyone's success on how they reached it and all that stuff. And, like, I'm honestly not even thinking about anyone specifically, but I just felt like the sort of overall understanding of a YouTuber back in, like, I don't even know what years um, I'm thinking about, like, maybe, like, five years ago or something. It was just like, oh, this isn't real. Oh, this is, this is you know, tacky. This is clickbait. This is short, whatever. And, like... 
so there was a moment of resistance where I felt like this is not legit enough that I need to prove myself. Who the hell am I trying to prove myself to? I don't know, but I, that is also something I've struggled with my whole life is always trying to convince myself that I'm good enough. Um, and I actually had like a moment in realization with Phineas where I, I felt like I kept trying to hold on to this idea of like, well, yeah, I like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to book something and it's going to like propel me into acting. And then that's going to give me the gradual phase out with YouTube and, you know, acting. It's this thing that's very traditional, traditional media. It's moving on and moving up. Exactly. And, you know, YouTube is just like, what is people, it's not reputable, whatever. And I... It's not respected. Yeah. And he sat me down and he was like, he was like, I think because you've been doing this for so long, you have forgotten how much creative control and freedom you have in your life, in your work hours, in the work that you do, in what you put out in the world, what you say. And he was like, he's like, quite frankly, like, he's like, I can't even imagine you wanting to play the same character for seven years on a show that films in Atlanta or in Vancouver and 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 be going to work and seeing the same people and doing the same character and doing this whatever all this stuff and it was like it was such a crazy moment for me because he was like you are diminishing and rejecting everything you've built everything you've built for the last 10 years and so I just completely like pivoted and and changed the way that I looked at YouTube and like I don't know just like gained that respect back because I was doing such a disservice to myself and to my content just feeling like I don't know like I know this isn't forever and I sh- you know I I I had like I don't know I, I just I I'm so grateful to be making YouTube videos and I'm so grateful to be where I'm at and I think I think we've all kind of realized that this year because the luxury of being able to work from home and and it not it affect goes beyond. our work yeah. process yeah. at all. Oh my gosh. I mean already working from home. Yeah. And eliminating any distractions of leaving. Mm-hmm. I fell into work mode and it became yeah. a really yeah. positive thing for me. And also it, it's like with Having... a job like YouTube, it's what you make of it. Definitely. YouTube it, it's a platform, it's a tool. You can you get to decide what you do and you get to decide what defines you and what you create. And sometimes it's easy to fall into the trends. It's easy to fall into what what you see works for others. And like, I mean, I imagine that goes with every like industry. You get lost in the sauce, you know, and I bet that happens with actors. They, because we're an insider looking out. Totally. And we, we have lost perspective from yeah, that. Yeah. And I am on the same page with you as realizing mm-hmm. in, since the well I feel like you had that feeling when you were intern like you went to school you're interning at Milk I and left like, LA and I thought I was going to leave being a YouTuber yeah because of all the same reasons that you brought up yeah I you're like I don't know York. if I identify with this new definition of a YouTuber I felt the need to give a disclaimer every single time yeah. that I told someone what I did yeah and my favorite thing about being a student was when someone asked me what I did, getting to say I'm a student. Mm. I'm like, oh, I go to Parsons. You know? Period. Yeah. No questions. They're yeah. like, oh, cool. Moving on. I say I'm a YouTuber. They have a preconceived notion of whatever it is. It varies. There's like A, B, C, D, E, whatever they think. And yeah. I have all these responses for A, B, D, C, D, and E. 
that I felt uncomfortable addressing. I hated talking about it. And I tried interning. I did not tried. I did intern. I interned. I went to school. And I was ready to enter a job with a boss in an office. I wanted a Manhattan office job. Mm. I wanted to wear a bitchy outfit, take it on the train, <laughs> go to the city, and live my Manhattan Dude, corporate life. Dude, I wanted life. to wear a bitchy outfit is such a great statement. Do- I wanted to wake up in the morning, get my black coffee, and strut, you know? And I ended up graduating in May in my living room Mm. via Zoom and had already been starting to vlog a little bit because I think I was vlogging my graduation process and my Mm. last semester because I was feeling quite sentimental about it. And after it ended, I had some free time and was already in such a good rhythm from being in school and used to working five days a week that... I kept the momentum up and just applied it to the existing platform that I had built over the past decade and realized how (laughs) lucky I was. Yeah. I was like, I have the best opportunity in the world. I can Mm -hmm. say whatever I want. Mm -hmm. I can connect with whoever I want all over the world Mm. and, and full creative control from so many aspects to being on camera, to filming different shots, to planning my schedule, planning my day. There's so much... I know. Beauty that I ignored. Yeah. Out of embarrassment, out of shame, out of unconvention, uh, unconventionality. Or conventional thinking. Yeah. Honestly. Wanting to be like, oh, yeah, that was a fun little thing I did, but mm-hmm. moving on. Mm-hmm. That's over. No. No. Okay, let's get to a couple more questions. Y'all, we could be talking for days. I mean, we've been like talking Like I for days. said, we've been talking for days. We should have just been recording this whole weekend. Uh, <laughs> we have a. We'll see. Maybe we'll be back next week. Uh, Everyone's like, it was so good. And we're like, okay, great. Because okay, this great. is we'll so going. easy. Yeah. Um, okay. Billy Eilish Art asks, what do you do when you're very, very stressed? Ooh, I think I feel like there's different levels of stress, right? Anxious, feel like feeling anxious. Um, I categorize uh, differently than feeling worried. Well, no, worried is similar, but like overwhelmed. Like there's like different types, right? Um, I feel like the biggest one is talking with someone. Yeah. I have to get it out. I have to get it out of my system, which I'm learning how to do (laughs) Mm -hmm. because, um, I think, I mean, you can relate on this is it's really easy to internalize a lot and think I can process this in my head. I can, I can figure this out. And, um, the power of just physically getting it out and, saying it and and whatever it it releases a lot of tension from your nervous system um so i would say talking with someone for me to relieve stress go on nature it i my first thing if i know what's causing the stress i talk it out for Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. um and what i've learned over the years is a lot of times i don't realize how much heavier it feels on the inside and once you let it out sometimes it's gone as soon as you finish it sometimes you feel better and it feels easier, but sometimes it actually, the stress goes away. Yeah. Other times, if I don't exactly know what it is, I need to take a really long walk mm-hmm. and just think or not just get out and be in fresh air. Fresh air does wonders for my psyche. Yeah. Uh, don't so that's... You, don't you... Sorry, I just talked. I, I, I'm such an over-talker. No, you've been really great. Okay. Hasn't she been so great? Okay, I'm just... Uh, um... I feel like the thing to avoid is technology. Definitely. Yeah. Hinders it every single time. Yeah. I 
can't be on screens for too long. If I'm in a bad place, it makes it cause. worse. It's the cause of it if you're on there too long. Yeah. If I'm in a bad place from something else, it makes it worse. Mm. But if I'm in a good place and I spend too much time on the screen, and that could be, like, phone, Instagram. Yeah. TV. Uh, you know, but TV. I will be in a great place, but if it's, like, gloomy for three days in a row and I just start a series... I become a shell of a person by the end of it, and I don't realize what it is, and I'm like, oh, you've been watching too much TV. Like, that's it. It's that simple. So just keeping yourself in check and keeping, like, a good, healthy routine. But long walks, I agree with Claude, talking it out. Let's see what else. We already Skincare routine is the most quintessential thing. I'm, I don't care to talk about that, personally, unless you have some great skincare trick. Mm-mm. Okay, Delaney Moore asked, how the fuck do you make decisions? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's a great question, and it's kind of a loaded question because decision-making, I think that question can feed into so many different answers because I feel like decision-making can feed into every aspect of life, whether it be in work, uh, in boundaries you need with your family, boundaries you need with your partner, with your friends. It's like, right, those are all decisions you have to make. Um how do you make I hadn't even decisions? thought of decisions like that. Right? I mean, they all count as decisions. It's, yeah, I, you're totally right. It, like, I recently read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. It's a great book. And she stresses on living, trying to live a life that is as true, just the most true and beautiful life you can. Whatever that looks like to you. And the word true really stuck out to me because I feel like having that gut instinct is inevitable I think almost everyone I talk to and know has experienced that in some capacity and I think when you feel that and when you hear that in your body um you have to follow it you know what I mean um and I think that is where a lot of the the decision making happens but you have to this is like this might get a little too (laughs) (laughs) because I might be dropping off some people might be dropping off here but I feel like (laughs) I feel like all the decisions you need and all the answers are within you but it's it's the process of having it get through your ego and through your filters right because all of these beliefs that are like implanted in our brains and all these insecurities and all these things shut down our instinct it tells us no like we can't make that decision or it's rude to say no so I don't want to say no or this is asking too much so I'm not going to ask this or I know someone's going to be too uncomfortable with this answer with this boundary so I'm not going to state it for their sake and I think it's like it's finding that connection where you can hear yourself and we often can but it's like how do you silence everything else how do you get that out of you um I think that comes with age. I think that comes with, like, honestly, meditation. Like, I hate saying that because sometimes it's really hard to get into a rhythm of meditating. It is a muscle. It is a muscle. It really is. It's a habit. It's the. It's a muscle. And I, my best answer is that it's come with age. I do not think there's an episode that I've recorded that I don't include at least one moment of encouraging everyone to listen to their intuition. Mm -hmm. If there's one thing that you believe in, believe in yourself because you know what is right for you. Yeah. I understand self-doubt. I understand confusion. I understand feeling like you've made self-destructive or incorrect decisions in the past. Mm -hmm. 
But if you get quiet and really pay attention to whether it's a sound or a feeling, you know what is right for you. Mm-hmm. And it's something that is more than worth getting in touch with. Your Agreed. intuition is essential. I don't know where I'd be without it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first read the question, though, I was very lighthearted. I was like, yeah, I know what to pick on the menu. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. I don't know. It's just I know what I like. Yeah, but decision it's, making is every day. I think when you feel capable of doing something, even if you don't want to do it, it's really easy to say yes. Like, yeah. exactly all the examples that you went through it's true when someone needs something of you and you're not you don't really have an excuse to say no like you're mm-hmm. not busy so you say yes anyway even though but, you don't want to but you don't want to do it you know you want to ask something but it's not the right time it feels mm-hmm. too intrusive mm-hmm. but it it would benefit you you know i think i think it's worth getting in touch with your intuition and it's a way to get decisive i think indecisiveness wastes so much of your energy absolutely I totally so agree. much of your energy i totally totally agree Let's get a couple more. The first, one of the first things that Phineas said he admired about me is that when he would ask me where I want to go eat, I'd give him an answer. We love that. Come on. Okay. I'm going to change up this question a little bit Mm. just to give it a variation from what we've already sort of answered. But Ali Salter asks, Claude, what is one way Lex has helped you grow since you lived with her and Lex what is one way Claude has helped you? Mm. Now, the way that I want to change it, because I think we already discussed what we yeah. admire about, I'm going to say in the last year. Ooh. Because I think we've had almost like a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we've motion. Had a, we've had a recharge. We have. Yeah, we had we like have. a resurgence of our relationship. Ooh. Oh, I like this question. Wait, I want to be thoughtful with it. So I totally. With it. I'm going to keep looking to make sure there's not anything okay. else we want to answer. Oh, that means I have to think, too. I know you have to think, too. What is one way that you've helped me? Oh, I'll start off with just a little easy answer. Um, I've noticed that both of us have been on our YouTube game. We have. We we truly have been And I think we are encouraging each other. I agree. For sure. I agree. I like to see what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I, I... obviously in your life but I mean I like to see what you're doing on your YouTube channel mm-hmm. I like to see what you're doing with your story and your Instagram I, mm. I like to see that you you tried to encourage me to get on TikTok I mean like we are getting back into social media and mm-hmm. we already are kind of distanced from the phone <laughs> so like I don't think I have an unhealthy relationship with social media whatsoever I and I'm you're encouraging consistency we, out of me we for have, sure we have really been empowering each other with that though like I I have always said and I've always thought like you have such a good eye I remember I was telling you this earlier at some point and I was I like you have such a good eye with the way you take photos what you're posting the aesthetic and everything about your content your brand is so specific um I know exactly what I'm getting when I go to your channel in the best way Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and like even down to just like I was telling you about like the your setup shots like Mm -hmm. your your transition shots where you're setting up where it's going and all this stuff it's like it's I was inspired by that and first of all on like the smallest level it it made me realize like oh I oh I love static shots where it's no panning you know like certain things like that so good it's a game changer it's just so much cleaner it's because you feel like you're effective it's like a photo yes you know? it feels like a photo exactly and for that reason and I think also um 
it was very inspiring to watch you create so much with so little in terms of the limitations you had living in New York during all this because you are in an apartment by yourself. I made content in a 600 square foot apartment. Yeah. Still do. And I think it's like, I mean, especially this year, but in general, it's so easy to feel like, what is there to talk about? What is interesting about my life? Um, and wh- how can I capture content to make it interesting and make it different and make it fresh? And I think we all kind of always worry, like, you know, of of people either losing interest or us losing interest in ourselves. I've definitely gone through moments where I'm like, I have nothing to give. I truly don't know what to talk about, all these things. And I just feel like you have found newness. You have found just fresh... I don't know, perspective and styles and... I felt like I had a rebirth of my YouTube You did. Channel. I feel like you gave birth to yourself in your apartment. Mm-hmm. You had a fucking, like, bath water birth at home Alone in quarantine. Alone in quarantine. You got yourself pregnant. Everyone was there to see it. And you it. gave birth to yourself. Everyone And the internet it. was here to see it. <laughs> so I completely agree. Like, on the, on the most extreme level, out of all of my friends who make content, like exactly I think like seeing the power shift you made and seeing that like that light that you turned on with your consistency and your content and everything I've I've been keeping up I mean yeah I've been keeping up and I've been inspired you've you've (laughs) kept up with the podcast you give me feedback on that Mm -hmm. and you have always been so good at figuring out how to share yourself Mm -hmm. without oversharing that fine line baby you know that line better than anyone else and you know how to market in such an authentic way mm-hmm. i will watch your sponsor clips more than once i i love watching how you give Ooh. a sponsorship it is impressive oh girl thank you because it is it is so seamless it is so natural mm-hmm. it is so effortless i don't feel obligated to buy it mm-hmm. but i'm also interested mm-hmm. and it's perfect i mean i say this all the time like if i had a company i already said this on this podcast <laughs> i would hire you as one of my influencers to create content That's so true. i mean in the last year you've kept me on my toes like you've kept my content how fun is that because i feel like you and i reconnected like after you had already been doing mm-hmm. that you know what I mean like I think we have always just like in each other's lives or not we're always admiring each other and like rooting for each other totally you know? and, and uh, it was from afar now it's up close it is up it close. is <laughs> I love you for being on this pod I love oh. anyone who made it this far I really <laughs> appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us and it's been such a great time i've loved this oh and peaches is climbing on the table now and she has her last final words and suddenly it is yet again about the main character here who is miss peaches saluski o'connell she does this every time she does this every time you don't understand a little side note last night we already told phineas i feel like this is the third time we're telling a story it doesn't matter you haven't heard it yet Last night, we did a new moon circle over Zoom. Couldn't get more LA than that. Mm-hmm. Meditation and releasing anything that we want to let go of, intentions, all that sort of stuff. It was intimate. It was intense. Mm-hmm. It was complex. There was so many different components. 
and at the end everyone was sharing their experiences we're about to sign off like ready to click leave (laughs) meeting peach has to pop in the shot everyone starts asking they're like who's this little pity like oh look (laughs) a cute dog and we are about to wrap up this podcast she climbs on top of the table over top of the phone is sitting now in the middle of us staring yeah and just she put her nose on the mic like she got her nose right up by the phone she does this every time also i have to note the irony (laughs) that we are sitting in Phineas O'Connell's studio that Grammy-winning like, songs were recorded in, and we're we're recording on the iPhone. We are recording on my iPhone, not even Lexi's. Because mine didn't have enough battery, and I wanted to look at the battery. Instagram. <laughs> you know what, though? That is, like, the, That's it. That's it. That yeah. is the Lexi touch, and that is, like, what... That's what no one else can... Uh, Manufacture. It wouldn't be right any it other be way. Right any other way. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, XOXO, Lexi. <laughs> mm-hmm.